Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Emotional Mastery with Rochelle, the podcast where we talk about all things emotional healing, emotional regulation, everything I've learned along this 6-3 emotional manifesting generator journey of mine that has just really helped me gain control of my emotions, understand my emotions, brought awareness to my emotions. That has been just a huge lesson for me within my life. I have so often found myself swimming or rather drowning in the intensity of my emotions. And for a long time, I thought maybe I was depressed or, you know, it was so, so intense. And for me, coming to this knowledge of human design, coming to this space of awareness and self-acceptance and self-love has really, really helped me regulate those emotions and understand those emotions. And so this podcast is really just a space to share that journey with you. And within this, you're going to find things, spirituality, human design, astrology, and health, holistic health, because I truly believe in the power of self-healing. I believe we can heal, self-heal alongside medicine as well. So this isn't going to discount any sort of actual medicine, but I do believe that we self-healing is powerful and we can do both at the same time. So this specific episode is about anxiety. Anxiety is something I have dealt with for most of my life. It's something I still deal with on a daily basis. I personally, I meditate. I try and meditate in the morning. If not, I definitely do it at night. I work out. So I have all these tools and I do take some CBD oil in the morning if I am feeling extra anxious just to kind of like help me out a little bit there. But I do have all of these tools that I come back to. So within this podcast, this specific episode, I do talk a lot about my anxiety and as it relates to my human design and astrology chart. You don't have to know your human design and astrology chart to get something out of this. And when I talk about that, for me, it's easy to see that in my chart because I'm very familiar with it, but you don't need to know any of that. And that's not an excuse for anxiety, right? Like it's not saying, oh, well, because I have this, this, and this means I have anxiety. No, we all are uniquely individual people. For me, I just, I see that in my design. I see that in my astrology chart and that helps connect it. But at the end of the day, you know you best, right? So it doesn't matter what the charts say. It's just, it's how you feel. It's what you need. It's tapping into yourself, trusting yourself and really getting to know yourself. Before I start the episode, I also want to just say I have come out with the Emotional Mastery Workbook. This is literally, it's almost 70 pages of tips, tools. It talks about the emotional solar plexus from a human design and a chakra lens, right? You don't have to be emotionally defined to get something out of this workbook. You can be emotionally open. You can be emotionally undefined. You can be, you can be emotionally defined, right? Like I do talk about emotional authority, but you don't have to actually know anything about human design to get some value out of this. The first chapter is going to be about the emotional solar plexus, but then we have chapters on just tips and tools to self-regulate, things that I've tried along my journey, the process of gaining awareness. And then there's a bonus chapter of just like cheat sheets. So if you do want to get down and understand your design and your astrology, I do have a space in there. There's journaling space within it. It's really just like everything I have tried along my journey to come to this place of self-regulation. So I have put this together. I will link it in the show note. It is in the shop. I'm really excited to bring this to you. So you can hop on over there, grab that book. I am going to give you a discount code it's going to be EMR20, Emotional Mastery with Rochelle 20, but EMR20, and that will give you 20% off the Emotional Mastery Workbook. So that is available for you. I really am excited about this workbook. I've put so much love into it. I started it back in March, and I just have really been intentional with what I include in there, just 
wanting to give the most value I can within this space. There's journaling space, all that good stuff. So we also have just started Scorpio season. And for me, when I look back on my life, I was actually reflecting on this on Instagram the other day. And almost every major life transition for me has happened in Scorpio season. So from an astrology perspective, I am a Taurus sun. And so the opposite of that is going to be Scorpio. I have Pluto and Scorpio in my fourth house. So Pluto is all about death and transformation and it's in Scorpio. And the fourth house is all about family, the home, family, home life, all that stuff. So all like major transitions in my life, like divorces, children, like there's been so much that has happened within Scorpio season. So I really have really noticed that within the last couple years, last few years, because I've been more intentional, I've been on my journey and I've been ha- I've been journaling and reflecting and get- getting awareness. And so I've really just noticed Scorpio season tends to be a bit heavier for me. And you could actually look at your chart, your ast- your astrology chart, your astrological chart. If you pull it, you can go to astro.com. You can pull your chart and just notice where the f- where Scorpio is within your chart. What planets are there you can take note of, uh, what house it's in. These are really great tools to help you maybe understand what energy will be coming up for you within the next month within Scorpio season. So all the houses are really just going to be like, it's kind of like the area, right? Like that's what is going to be affected. And then the planets is just kind of like the players in there, the characters. So you can understand like how the energy is going to really interact. You know, whether you have Mars and Scorpio, Pluto and Scorpio, Venus and Scorpio, right? You'll be able to really kind of understand that energy and just that dynamic and how that may present itself for you during this season. So I am just being more intentional during Scorpio season to meditate more, to ground in more, to really watch what I eat, to make sure I'm moving my body, make sure I'm not drinking too much, really just doing all these things that I can nurture, nourish, and ground myself in to bring myself back to myself so that I don't find myself so ungrounded and unbalanced in Scorpio season because I do notice the trend within my life that this tends to be a pretty heavy season for me way before I even knew anything about astrology. Honestly, I found out I was pregnant with my son during Scorpio season. I have gotten actually the two times I have left a situation have been in Scorpio season. It's just like kind of always a heavy, a sticky. Yeah, there's been (laughs) as I'm like revisiting and rehashing it. There's just been a lot that has gone on during Scorpio season. So it's just a really great. I always do this before the start of any season just kind of helps me ground in my energy and understand like what may come up for me within that month. So that's always really just kind of a fun, playful experiment with it. See if it works for you. If it doesn't, leave it. But that's just helpful for me. And it really just allows me to be more intentional. Like I said, kind of like grounding into myself and really coming back to myself within that. And so, yeah, you could do that. And as always, like if you find value out of these podcasts, please share, rate, review, subscribe. Everything you need is down in the show notes. Share with a friend. Share on social media. Tag me. Write to me. Let's connect. I'm really, I just, I love, I love hearing from you guys. And I want to make sure that you are getting the most out of these podcasts. So your feedback is really, really helpful for me to know what kind of information, know what kind of content to put out here for you so that you're getting the most value out of it. So again, this episode is all about anxiety. And it's just something that is so real for so many of us. And there's so many symptoms of anxiety that aren't necessarily just mental anxiety, right? We have physical symptoms of anxiety. We have symptoms that we don't even understand. It's not even an understanding thing. We have so many symptoms that we don't even connect to 
being anxious. And I'll kind of talk about that within this episode. So again, thank you so, so much for listening. And here's the episode. Today, I really want to talk about anxiety. Anxiety is something that I dealt with for so long, but never even put it together that it was anxiety. I just thought there was something wrong with me. I just thought maybe I had some like health symptoms that were unusual. But as I've grown and worked through this journey and worked through some of my shadows and my blocks and really kind of taken my health more seriously and applied this daily routine and and in that daily routine I've really been able to tap into my body in a way that I never had before. I think with a defined spleen, one of the things with a defined spleen is that we tend to not notice that we're sick until it's a full-on sickness, right? Till there's no like going back and, you know, maybe if you have an undefined or open spleen, you'll kind of notice when your throat's a little tickly and you can take some extra vitamin C or do something precautionary so that you don't get sick, right? So you can kind of like steer your health in another direction. Maybe you have an extra smoothie. Maybe you eat some more greens. Maybe you get some more sleep. Maybe you drink some more water. But when we have this defined spleen, one of the themes of the defined spleen is that we just don't notice. We don't pick up on those subtle cues of our body to know that something's off. And so when it comes to anxiety, I guess I saw the symptoms. I'm doing like air quotes. I I felt the symptoms, but I never realized it was anxiety because anxiety also, I feel like anxiety is fairly new, is a fairly new topic that's okay to talk about, right? Like we, it was something that we had to hide or it was something to be shameful about. And I'm so grateful that becoming more, I don't even want to use the word popularized because it's its just, it's real, right? It's something that we all have dealt with. I dealt with anxiety for a long time. I dealt with social anxiety, but I just felt like there was something wrong with me, right? Like I wasn't as cool as other people, or I internalized that in a way of like, I was not good at being social or I was an introvert, right? Like there's all these words that we throw around, but when you really just look at look at it, but when you really look at it, it is. It is social anxiety, but there's not no shame in that, right? It's, you know, if you look at human design, my personal human design, my cognition, which is sort of like your superpower in, hu- in human design, right? It's the thing that you can kind of tap into if you're having a hard time making decisions. Well, mine is feeling. And so I literally, when I walk into a space, I tap into the energy there. And so if it, there's an anxious energy, I take that on. Like on an airplane, if people are nervous, I will feel nervous. And it's really hard when you're not mentally aware of it. It's really hard to separate yourself from that and understand like, oh, hey, maybe this isn't mine. Maybe I can let it go, right? Like maybe I can meditate or maybe I can put on music or maybe I can, you know, take action before I get on the airplane or take action before I get into a public setting and really like kind of create that bubble around my aura, right? So that it can be a mirror rather than a sponge, Or it can be a screen rather than a sponge, right? And like kind of things flow through it rather than like soaking it up and absorbing it. I can feel really, and see, anxiety isn't just like, you know, racing heart or any of these like more common symptoms that we can find or that we hear of. It's not just an overwhelming feeling of of being anxious. And I think that's when it can get tricky. Um, For me, I remember... Before I got married, my first marriage, before I got married, I was like physically ill (laughs) the week before, literally leading up to it. And as soon as the wedding was over, every single physical symptom 
was gone. But mentally, on a mental level, I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel nervous. I was fine. I was enjoying myself. I was in Las Vegas, right? Like we were having a blast. We were having fun. But physically, my body was carrying this anxiety that my mind wasn't even aware of. Now, had I had the tools back then that I have now, because like I said, I've noticed I've become so much more in tune with my body now that I notice when something is off, right? I notice when I'm starting to feel anxious. I notice when I'm seeing these symptoms now and I can take action. I can be like, okay, what do I need to do to kind of, you know, where is my daily routine lacking right now? I have a very specific daily routine and I was thinking about it the other day because I'm 6'3". I'm very passive. The only thing I have left arrow is my manifestation. You know, that bottom, the bottom right is left pointing for me. And so that's very specific detail. That's the only leftness I have in my design. And so I always like wonder where this comes from, this, this need for like this specific routine. But when you look at astrology, I have Mars and Capricorn in the sixth house. And the sixth house is about health, but it's also about our daily routines, right? And so I do feel very structured in my daily routine. And I can kind of feel out of whack or out of balance when, when when I don't have that structure. And before I became on this journey, before I started all this personal development and growing and healing and all these things. I never had any of that. It was just like every day was just winging it. And so I've noticed like I do need this sense of structure. I literally just went to Austin this past weekend and I felt myself really, really frustrated, really, really frustrated, right? I didn't meditate. I didn't journal because I kind of was like, you know, I was just me and the kids. So I like was up and had to just like be on all the time. And that in itself, you know, on top of like I have uh, my moon is in the 12th house, So with that, there is a lot of aloneness that I need to kind of come back to myself being emotional too. Like there is a lot I do need. I have gate 33 in my conscious moon. So gate 33 is all about aloneness. It's one of the gates of aloneness. So I have all of these elements of my human design and my astrology that A, need structure and need alone time. We are social creatures, obviously. So I I love being around people. I love interacting with people and I'm, I think the acceptance of the anxious part of it has kind of allowed me to be better about that because I don't internalize it anymore. I understand that it's anxiety. And so, you know, whether it's, you know, if I'm bartending, maybe if I'm feeling anxious that morning when I get up and meditation and and working out didn't really help. Okay. Maybe I'm going to take some CBD oil just to kind of, you know, center my body a little bit more so I don't carry this throughout the day. But I saw something that I wanted to kind of read because these are really interesting symptoms that we don't always like realize. And I found this on Instagram and I'm going to give credit to the person that posted it um, at honestly holistic. I'll tag it in the show notes too, but it says sudden anxiety symptoms that may cause panic. So literally I'm reading these because there was so many of them that I have experienced in my life that I never put together that it was anxiety. I just thought there was something wrong with my health, right? Like I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. So suddenly feeling like you're out of your body or that you are not you. So I get this, not all the time. I used to get a lot. It literally is like this disconnection with your body. It feels like I'm outside of myself, but I'm in myself. And it's this really weird disconnection, right? It's this really weird out of body almost experience where it's like, I'm watching myself talking and my mind is like half on me and my mind is half on 
this experience and I never really understood what it was before and it was kind of unnerving. So like reading this just made so much sense, right? Uncontrollable trembling that may seem to happen out of nowhere. A sudden dizzy spell that feels like you are for sure going to pass out. I have experienced that a couple times where I just have gotten so faint or like almost like a buzzing in my head that I've had to sit down. Shooting pains through your head. I sometimes will get like I don't know, like pressure headaches, because I don't really get headaches that often, but I will sometimes get these like pressure headaches. And then I'm wondering like, is it a toothache? But reading this, anxiety, sudden jelly legs, an electric shock feeling in your head. And I have gotten that where it's just kind of like this sudden, almost like a buzzing. I I have to explain it. That's the only way it kind of, that's how it feels in me. It's like this buzzing in my head almost. Random twitching muscles. Of course, I've gotten that in my eyelids when I was pregnant with my son, actually. I probably had a twitching eye for like, I literally want to say it was like three months. It was a long time. Brain surge, um, which is a sudden head rush. Shooting pain in your chest. Sudden nausea and upset stomach. This is probably one of the most common symptoms, especially when I was like in school or college or when I had to do a speech or something. I would just, my stomach was just like in knots. And I think this is a very common one. Feeling short of breath. Sudden intrusive and disturbing thoughts. And that's another one that I never really related to anxiety. I guess I just like when I would have thoughts like that, I would just think something was wrong with me or, oh my gosh, why would I think that? And you try and shove it down. Or, you know, as I became into like this spiritual awareness and consciousness sort of, that it becomes this, well, are these my thoughts or are these other people's thoughts? But it can just be anxiety, right? And in those anxious moments, we may be opening ourselves up to thoughts that aren't ours. But also we have to remember everything is a duality. There's masculine, there's feminine, there's fear, there's joy, right? There's two sides to the coin. There's duality in everything, right? So to sit here and to try and be this perfected form of a human being is just not possible because we are human. We do have this duality to us. And this has been really helpful when I have thoughts like this now. And I do notice, you know, even in like yoga class, I always go to the same spot and it's right by the door. And now in hindsight, I can realize that was an anxious thing, right? Like I felt like I had to feel safe in a class full of people. I like to be close to the door. I can kind of have my escape route right there. I can get out when I need to. And then like sometimes when we're starting, when we get really still, like sometimes I do have thoughts and I can be aware now that it is because I'm feeling anxious. Maybe I'm getting somebody else's nerves again, that feeling cognition. I could be tapping into the energy of the room and maybe somebody else is feeling that could just be my own anxiety creating these thoughts. And so what has helped me has been to name it, right? So give it a name. Let's say you name it Sally. Like, okay, Sally, I know I'm anxious. I know what you're doing. I see you. I hear you, right? And giving it awareness, it really helps it lose its power. It really does. I have two different forms of thoughts in my mind that come in that are intrusive and disturbing in that sense. And ever since I gave them names, they don't come anymore. Or not that they don't come anymore. They don't come as often, I'll say that. So that's been really, really helpful. I think accepting it is super, super helpful because we can have that intrusive and disturbing thoughts. And we don't want to have them. We don't want to think that's even part of like of us, right? We're on this spiritual path and we're supposed to be good and And, you know, wanting to do everything for humanity and loving everybody and coming from the space of love and light and all those good, happy things. But in order to get there, we have to go through the other stuff, too. Accepting that part of us and accepting there are these thoughts or, you know, whatever it is, like we finding ways to manage that, finding ways to lessen the weight of it are really helpful in getting past it and then truly being able to come from a place of light and love. 
over the weekend, like I said, I was traveling with my kids. I was in Austin and I was so, so frustrated and I was getting in bed and I was sharing a bed with my son and I was just, I was so frustrated. He was, <laughs> he would not stop wiggling in bed, like to the point where in my head, I was just like, oh my God, like I wanted to just like take him and put him on the floor and just be like, you sit there, right? Like, so I was so frustrated. I was frustrated from the day. They weren't really listening. We were driving all day. I was tired. We were overstimulated. I also, again, I'm so used to my routine and I'm so used to my alone time that I do get thrown. I do find myself unbalanced and I'm very ungrounded in moments like that. So in that moment, I was so, so frustrated with him because he was just like, wiggle, wiggle. Like he would not stop moving. And so instead of, you know, I had that thought of like, just take him and put him on the ground, right? Like just grab him and put him on the ground and put a blanket down there and just tell him to be quiet. And, you know, like from frustration, But instead, I literally, I stopped myself and I was just like, what would my higher self do right now? How can I tap into my higher self? And my higher self was just like, just turn around and cuddle him. And trust me, I was so frustrated. That was like the last thing I wanted to do. But I did. Like I turned around and I grabbed him and I cuddled him. And literally within like three minutes, he was sleeping. Right. So it's like being able to tap into your intuition, being able to tap into your higher self and just asking like, what does it look like coming from a space of love right now? Even though I'm frustrated, even though I'm mad, even though I'm having these thoughts, what does it look like to come from a place of love? What does it look like? What does my higher self want me to do right now? And so even in all of these anxious moments, I really try and bring myself back to me being put in uncomfortable situations, reminding ourselves that we are all human, right? Like maybe you have a client call. Maybe you have a call with a potential sponsor. Maybe you have a call with a potential client. And we tend to put people on pedestals like they're not struggling with the same things that we do, right? Like maybe you have to do a presentation for your CEO and your CEO is up here, right? Like you put your CEO above you. They're also having human problems. They're also having this human duality of them. They don't present it to you, right? They're not going to walk around and show it to everybody, but really like putting people into this humanness and just reminding we're all the same. We are all equal. We're different places in life, right? Like maybe somebody's more advanced in their career and you're trying to get there, but they're still a person, right? So just like remembering and having grace that we are all humans. We can all talk to each other normally. When I was in corporate, like I felt really small a lot because I was like, I don't know as much as them, or I haven't been in it as much as them. And I have to act this way. And so to me, corporate was really felt like I was shrinking a lot because I felt like I had to like fit this mold of like who I was supposed to be rather than just being me. And if I had just been me, I guarantee nobody would have said anything, right? Like nobody would have been like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like we create this drama in our mind because we, we are the center of our universe, right? But we aren't have grace with yourself and be able to just reminding yourself that we're all equal coming from this space. That's really, really powerful. So now like, you know, when I greet people or when I have interviews with people, setting an intention has actually been hugely helpful. I talked about it in one of the other episodes, but I have recently invested in myself in this podcast and everything that goes along with that. And I was on a call with these 25 other women, inspiring women that all have podcasts. And, and I did, I I was on this call and I was listening to them 
And I was just like, damn, (laughs) like I had that moment of low self-worth where I'm like, man, they have so much to say, right? Like they're going places, they're this place with their podcast or, you know, this like comparison game. And I felt really small at the end of that call. I didn't really, you know, it was an opportunity to have like Q&A and they all had amazing questions. And of course, like I talked myself out of asking my, the questions that I wanted to ask because I was like, oh, well, they're silly questions. But then I got off, I got off that call and I could see what I was doing and I could, cause I could feel myself shrinking. And I was like, no, 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 no. Right. Like we may be in different areas in our life. We may be on different paths, but I also don't know them to the point of like what's going on. Cause we don't, you know, we're not all open books. I think I was listening to one of the women's podcasts. It was two of them, but they were talking about how their business wasn't at the place where they wanted it to be. And I think like when we are in this space, like we do feel like we have to present ourselves as being like super successful and we have it all together. We've got all the clients and this, that, and the other thing, but we don't, not all of us do, right? Like actually one of the most freeing or reassuring, I guess, points that came up during this past call was that most of everyone in there had a nine to five or had some sort of a job to supplement. And that was really, I don't know, it like took a weight off my shoulders almost because I feel like I do feel that pressure. Like I should be here and I should be, all of my energy should be in this. Like this should be my, my sole source of income. And yes, that is the goal. That's what I'm working towards. And I feel myself getting there more and more every day, especially because it was so beautiful. I was on the call and it's Krista and Lindsay's from Almost 30. I was almost going to say Almost Famous. And Krista was talking about being in this space, like, right, being with these women. A, you get out what you put in. But not only that, being in this space and having, being so lit up by this again and like being in it is, is putting us like in the vortex of our podcast, right? Being like setting intentions for our podcast, understanding the energy of our podcast and knowing that like, I mean, I always, every single time I do this on the podcast or every time I speak to somebody, whether it's a client or a friend or somebody that's come to me with an issue, I always, always remind myself like I am not the one healing. I am the one passing the information that is coming through me, right? And that's, I don't know who it was, Crystal or Lindsay, one of them was talking about it, but they they are basically the channels for almost 30, right? Like it is its own thing. It has its own energy. And that's was really cool to hear from that perspective because that is exactly what this is. And so that was just like a really cool reminder too that, you know, all of this is what's coming through right? Like just giving it intention, giving it the energy felt really powerful. And if you listen to Abraham Hicks, like I've just been deep diving into Abraham Hicks, I've kind of taken a step back, but I still try and listen to like a, you know, little Abraham Hicks talk like every day, but it does, you know, obviously Abraham talks about being in the vortex and just to describe, to have it described as like that we're, you know, being lit up and everything and like in the vortex with the energy of our podcast was really cool. And Also being in this group, because this is also a lot of my wounding comes from, if you look at astrology, my Chiron is in the 11th house. So this is going to be, you know, community. And I do often feel like I pull myself out of community because of this anxious, whether it's trauma or anxiety, but this like feeling small or, you know, from some of the things I've been through. And so when I do get in a group and especially a group of women, I tend to feel myself shrink and just like observe and not really partake in because then I'm fear rejection, which a lot of us do. Right. And then it's that anxious energy that comes in and then just like snowballs. And so when I first was talking to these women, 
and seeing where they're at, you know, and maybe in having those moments where I feel myself being small, but like being intentional about being more active in the group, right? Like, because you get out what you put in. And so kind of, even though I may feel a certain element of anxiety, or maybe I feel small or low self-worth or whatever it is, like just being, reaching out and talking and and making connections because that's where it's going to heal, right? Chiron is the wounded healer, but Chiron is also the wisdom. So it's like, where is it? That's something that you can look in your chart or in your human design and just see like where it is and really like giving it that intentionality and giving it that energy and allowing it to heal and show you where the wisdom is. Like maybe later in life, right? Like that is kind of a cool thing for me, like being a 6'3", because that sixth line, that role model, especially when it comes to community, my Chiron being there, that is an area that I'm going to be able to speak to. That's an area that I'm going to be able to grow into and get better at. And so I just, you know, all of the tools that I always talk about in here, I always talk about them. And I think it really does help with anxiety. And obviously, you know you best, right? And especially when I talk about human design or anything like that, like, you know you best. Your human design chart may say one thing. Your astrology chart may say one thing. But at the end of the day, trust yourself and trust that. And that's why, you know, when human design, we talk about our type strategy and authority, because if you can understand and kind of keep coming back to that, and we don't even have to use those words, right? Intuition. That's basically what your inner authority is, is your intuition. It's how you gain your intuition. For me, it's emotional. So my emotions, if I pay attention to that, if I tap into that and I give it some time, that's where I'm going to be able to tap into my intuition. If you're sacral, right? Like being able to tap into that sacral knowing, allowing your sacral to speak through you, that's like your intuition. So knowing that, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of passions. I can multitask. I'm super creative. Like I have all these things. I want to go, 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 go. I need to slow down. I need to respond to things. I need to do the things that let me up in the meantime. Even like this program that I just joined, you know, that I invested in for the podcast myself and you guys, like even in that, I didn't, I wanted to apply to the first round, but I didn't. It came up again for me. I looked at it, didn't apply. And then it came up a third time. I try and go with this rule of thirds and it came up a third time. And something in me was just like, I responded to that. And then I applied and I got accepted. Maybe if I had applied the first time I saw it, I wouldn't have gotten accepted. Maybe if I applied last year, I wouldn't have gotten accepted. For some reason, that energy of that third time, that response was correct because I had gone through my emotional wave about it, right? I had not done it the first time. I had not done it the second time. I allowed it to come back to me again. And then in that space, in that week or whatever it was, I had the time to pull it through my wave and it still lit me up again, right? Like when it came back to me, it still excited me. And so I went with it. So these are like, you know, obviously your human design, type strategy authority, like responding to life in the correct way, waiting for the invitation, taking an action or informing, right? Like waiting a lunar cycle. These are all the ways that we can like respond to life basically. Cause even manifestors, like, yes, you're informing, but you're, you're still responding, right? You still have to wait and inform and then go. So it's like, yes, you can take immediate action, but it will go better for you. And it will be less, it'll flow better when you inform. And if you're an emotional authority and you're a manifestor, you need to pull it through your wave still. So there's there's an element of waiting for all of them. But even besides that, like when we just look at anxiety for anxiety, literally the symptoms that I had talked about in the beginning, coming back to that, that's why I always talk about it, right? Like move your body, journal, meditate, drink more water, check what you're eating, heal your body so that you can be more in tune with your body. And again, there's no shame in medication either. If you feel like you need to medicate to neutralize yourself or neutralize your emotions and do the work simultaneously, that's a powerful thing too, right? So 
what can you do to really ease that anxiety? What can you do to come back to yourself in those moments of anxiety? What can you do to center yourself, to ground yourself, to come back to your knowing? Maybe you just need to step away from the situation. Maybe you need to come and spend time alone. Really, really look at it. Ask questions like, why is this coming up now? What is it saying about me? And that's just for me where human design and astrology as tools for me are very powerful, right? It's not for everybody. We're all different. We all have different needs. You know you best. That's what I always say. You know you best to everybody. What works for me works for me. And I know I'm going to bring, you know, the people that are going to receive my message in the way that I put it forward are the people who need to receive it in that way, who want to receive it in that way. I have a lot of left-brain people in my life, a lot of very non-spiritual people in my life, a lot of analytical people in my life. And it's really funny because I am completely the opposite of that. And I continue to attract it to me. And I always ask why. Because I just, it's not that those aren't my people, but I don't function that way, I guess. I don't. And I think for a long time, I was afraid of that, right? I was afraid of those people coming in and like trying to control and tell me what to do and make me give them stats and numbers and all these things. I think like once I let go of that fear, it didn't matter anymore. I could explain in a way that made sense to me. And if it didn't make sense to you, well, maybe I'm not for you in that sense, right? Like I'm not going to be the one perhaps. And maybe you're even going to listen to me and take it and make it your own. And I'll never know that it actually had an impact on you. But yeah, anxiety has been like big in my life. It's been super real. It's been super powerful. And I really just wanted to come on today and talk about that. So that you know you're not alone in it because I think that's a big part of anxiety is that we can get feel so alone in it, whether we're having physical symptoms or where we're just really, really in our mind. My anxiety is so mental. And for me, like I said, naming those parts of myself was really powerful and really lessened it. And if I do feel really anxious, you know, you can also take a step away. If you're in a space where you can't, you know, if you're at work, let's say you're in the office and you're having a moment, you're feeling really anxious before a meeting. I used to do this before I went into meetings, before I went into calls, but I would just go to the bathroom and you can just like, there's also a really amazing book. And I believe it's called, I'll tag it in the show notes, something about compassion with yourself. I'll tag it in the show notes because it was really cool, but it literally talks about like just putting your hands on yourself and just kind of like giving yourself a hug. Basically, you can put your hand on your chest and just be like, I am safe. If I ever feel unsafe, I literally put that on repeat in my head. I'm just like, I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. I am okay. I'm safe. However many times that makes you feel better. Breathing, breath work, so powerful. Again, meditation to bring you to that space of stillness. Breath work to literally calm your nervous system. Journaling to understand why you're feeling anxious. What part of your past, you know, is coming up? Is it trauma? Are you taking on something from your other someone else? This is also where meditation is really great to clear those chakras, right? To clear that energy out, to clear the areas where you're picking up conditioning. Movement. Emotions are energy and movement. So go for a walk. Run. Whatever feels good to you. Play tennis. Play basketball. Whatever it is. Move your body. Drink more water. Watch what you're eating. Reduce the sugar. Right? It doesn't have to be big, big steps. It doesn't have to be all right now. But little by little, you'll be able to come back to yourself little by little bit you'll be able to ground yourself to be able to have the tools like that right they just become easier to come back to so that's my you know like I said it's some days I feel like I've healed so much and then some days I just feel like a ball of anxiety and I don't know that I've healed at all right it's really frustrating and it's in those lows that I'm just confused and 
feeling all the things and going into work and I'm anxious and I'm spiraling and I feel really spaced out and spacey and it's just knowing that, you know, what can I do in this moment to give myself what I need? Sometimes it's just going to the bathroom and breathing for a minute. Sometimes I just need to tell myself that I'm okay. Sometimes I just need to tell myself that I'm safe even though I feel really ungrounded right now. Sometimes it's just saying, hey, I'm anxious. I'm anxious right now. This is normal. I'm not alone in this. I don't know what anyone else is experiencing because I'm not in their head, right? But I'm not alone in this. And I want you to know that. No matter what your anxiety symptoms are, whether you have a really bad anxiety, you just have it a little bit, you're not alone in it. It feels like you are, but you're not. So just finding the tools that work for you and coming back to them and talking to someone, naming those voices in your head, right? So that when they come up, you can just be like, hey, Tiffany, calm down, (laughs) right? Like I hear you whatever it is that works for you. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, I love to hear from you guys. Email is down in the show notes. I would so appreciate it if you shared, rate, reviewed. Yeah, if you leave a review, that will really help this podcast get to more ears and I'll be able to make more episodes and bring you more guests and all those really amazing things. So I thank you so much for listening to this every single week, every single person that listens, whether it's your first time or you've listened to 50 episodes before. I just am so grateful for you and I'm so thankful for you. So until next time.